0: Into a dumb phone you just sat there flicking constantly and a smartphone mm. it's creating your work for you it's keeping you busy i would learned on one course if you put a wild dog in a cage and you don't give him no treats no nothing and you take him out after the year you that wild dog is still the wild dog
1: on the engaging marketeer today yeah. i am joined by robbie dutton of rds fitness wcfc that is correct. Which is not a football club. No. Not a football club. So do you want to explain what, what that actually means, what that's about?
0: Okay, so the fitness is two parts to it. The first part, the RDS fitness, is uh, one-off classes or one-to-one training. If you just want to come and try some fitness out, you're not 100% sure it's for you. You can dabble in and out and just pay for one class or one fitness session and see how it works for you, whether... WCFC, the Wildcats Fitness Challenge, is more of a program and I've based this around people who struggle uh, with confidence to go into uh, fitness classes because mm-hmm. if you've got around 40 people, 50 people and one gym instructor, uh, you can't utilize everybody's ability in one go. So what I've done, I've broke down the whole session for to build up people's confidence so they can be more Uh, skilled and confident to go into any fitness class
1: yeah going into a fitness class it's not as much worrying about the instructor not being able to cope with all the people it's you being able to cope with all the people typically I find you don't want to walk into a room full of people who are often a lot fitter than you are yeah well and and embarrass yourself in front of those people that that's that's the feeling I've had over the years is that no, that's very true, Darren.
0: Uh, what I found out is a lot of people are going to the gym sessions or the fitness classes and they're going once or twice. And the gym structure is obviously totally fit, he's six-packed up or she's six-packed up. Mm. And then they just feel a bit intimidated, overwhelmed, and they never go back. Uh, so it is a frightening uh thing to be going into the gym even myself who's quite athletic it's been around the gym for quite a number of years now i feel intimidated going into certain gyms do you yeah yeah so what i've done is i've took this a wildcats fitness challenge i've made it more as a family pack meaning that we're all supporting each other you can go on whatsapp group and there's a chat room there where you can just get confidence speak to people who have come from lack of confidence, lack of motivation, just sat on a couch for years, eating chocolate, watching Netflix, not wanting to go through the door to get into the the gym. So I'm taking them from there and building up the confidence. I'm giving them the skills. It's not a continuation where where they're more than welcome to stay for as long as they need or would like to, but I'm giving them the skills to walk into that gym mm. with more ease, more confidence and be able to keep up with the gym instructor.
1: And, and what sort of people are you, are you finding are coming to you? Just people that have struggled
0: through COVID, people that have again sat on the couch, never done nothing uh, productive or physical. we're uh, just finding by taking them away from that area and talking to a more of a friendly voice it's not more military or boot camp style, where I'm screaming and breaking all the exercises down for them and simplifying as much as I can until they can get the confidence to build to the the main exercise or the mm. main event.
1: Yeah, because a lot a lot of instructors like that. You mentioned military and boot camp; they'll have an element of that in it. So it it's definitely not that sort of thing no it it starts off easy so
0: the six week process i have 12 levels and the reason why it's called the wild cats on the levels it'll go through 12 different types of cats from the kitten being your level one to a uh, a lion. You're
1: talking real, okay, I, yeah. I wasn't sure about the wild cats thing, whether yeah. that was like a, a, a well a military term perhaps or a, no. an American sporting term, but you mean actual cats. Yeah, so we have levels and on the
0: levels there's 12 different cats from uh, a kitten to a house cat and it goes all the way around to tiger, to lion, to a liger, to a tiger, which is a hot hybrid. So if you are a tiger you probably wouldn't be coming to my classics. you'd be running marathons, you'd be doing Spartan training, Tough Mudders, you'd be at the elite. But again, we'll train you through there. We try and put uh, specific programmes. If you'd said to me, right, I want to run a marathon in two years or a year and I've never run before, then we'll break it down. We'll put a package in just for you for that specific uh, specific uh, training. <laughs>
1: Okay. And and what, what prompted you to, to do this in the first place? Okay, so when I was younger, I had
0: lack of confidence. I went totally down the wrong path. My associates, I used to call friends with my associates, <laughs> and it just went down a dark path uh, within my life. I'd ended up going to a place which will probably explain more, but I went to a dark place and I ended up using fitness as a an escape, as to try and build my confidence. And I found that it worked. So I went from nine stone wet through to 13.2 stone of heavy muscle. And I thought, wow, this is really good. It's it's clearing my mind. It's helping me progress from day to day. And I feel like I'm achieving something. Uh, so I've seen that fitness is good for the mind and it's good for the body. As I went later on through life, I didn't have the mindset of things. I was just at all the physical, so I was getting that quick instant gratification, so to speak, of the quick fix, the quick hit. Uh But as i got older and a little bit wiser, I understood that I needed uh, the mindset to go mm-hmm. with it. So I'd slipped away from fitness and started concentrating on personal development and mindset. And I was, again, I was excelling, excelling in that, and I was doing really, really well. Uh, But then I was losing uh, my strength, uh, my fitness, and then that started to have an impact. Hmm. And then a couple of years later, I thought, I'm missing something here. So I combined the two of them together. So that's when I've come up with mindset, confidence building, and fitness and putting them together and that's due now i find works a, a whole lot better and again because you can put people in the gym and say right lift lots of weights let's go to the fit and it's just a short hit of instant gratification where you'll set off the endorphins you'll feel really really good and then 20 minutes later or an hour later then it starts to slope back down and if you've not got your mindset uh where you need to be then obviously
1: you slip into a Back to your old ways, in a sense, because mm. I've had a lot of fitness freaks, and and I was myself once a long time ago, mm. very long time ago in my early twenties. Um I actually went to the gym twice a day yeah. at one point, which is nuts. Um, see it as a bit of a drug, yeah. That's the, it. the 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 you, you mentioned endorphins, the feeling you get after you have worked out and got a bit of a pump on, yeah, is something that you crave and you want again and again and it's something that you it's it's very difficult to move away from it
0: yeah that's true yeah I was when I was back in the day I was obsessed like yourself I was training three to four times a day once in the morning once in the afternoon once in the evening once in the night time and I was just obsessed with just training see how fit I could get see what I could lift I could lift nothing on a bench press and then from the two and a half years I was pushing up over a hundred key with quite ease and I was just obsessed with it again, but I wasn't concentrating on my mindset. So as the years went on, that's where it fell apart. I didn't have the skills to come back into society, so to speak, and to uh, continue through society with the ability that I should have because I was just putting all my eggs in one basket Hmm. instead of spreading out my eggs and putting them to different skills. That's what led me to go back to where I went from.
1: You you mentioned when you were... (laughs) Excuse me. When you were talking about younger, you, you were very careful to use the word associates rather than friends. Yes. What did you mean by that? Okay, so when I was
0: younger, I was raised in a pub down in Wales called the T3 Inn, where my mum and dad was very busy, and he used to work all the hours, godsend, So it was back in the day, Darren, where... They used to close at three o'clock and reopen at six, which doesn't happen these days. It's just 24 7 pubs, aren't they? Yeah. So I'd be totally lost these days. But because uh, they were working as many hours as they could and then they'd sleep in between the hours they could and they'd have lock ins uh, in the pub till two, three o'clock in the morning. At a very young age, I was left to my own devices. Uh, Me and my brother, so we ended up getting into a little bit of bother. That went into some more bother, to some more bother, and the behavior pattern just escalated, which ended me at uh, the age of 20 going into custody. So I went and spent my first days in custody at the age of 20, which was a a wake-up call, and that's when I first had my first taster of the gym, but I wasn't fully committed there. I was Mm -hmm. just trying to get through my sentence and just get out as quick as possible.
1: What, what sort of
0: bother had you done? I was getting with the, the associates. I was getting into drug c- crime. I was trying to sell drugs. I was getting into trying to look after my associates as fighting. I was trying to mm. just stuff when you start yourself young and then it just escalates. So you can start from uh, shoplifting and then you can move on to other crimes, which are... To, they do make me upset when I look back a bit now uh, because they are shameful but again at mm. such a young age and with no guidance parents guiding you it's easy to go and try and find a uh, sanctuary in your associates uh, and you're looking for them for guidance so and they almost it,
1: became like a family for you yeah
0: a bit of a family I guess and with their parents that were drug users were alcoholics and they were left to uh, their own devices we'd all made again like you say a family and we had to mm. learn each other try and feed each other and support each other and it's no excuse but would go and then you shoplift to try and get some money for some food and uh and then escalate from taking cars and so on and so on and the crime just built up and then again as i was say my first crime of uh, not my first crime my first stint in uh, custody at the age of 20 was an eye-opener. And I thought, right, this is definitely not for me. I don't want to spend my life doing this. So I've come out tried looking for work, did get work, started employment, things were going well, started looking at rehabilitation, how I can help mm. others not to go down the path that I had gone. So that was my first taste of helping people in the right manner, not trying to help people by sharing uh, substances, by uh, helping them in... Uh, situations as fighting, that I could actually help him and try and help him not go down the path that I was going down. But as uh, the years went, uh, two years to be precise, when I ended up losing my father, and he was uh, he was like the the support network for the family. So he was the person that brought our sisters together, brought off uh, just the whole family together at Christmas or at any time. And once he'd gone, then all the family support or the network had fell apart. So it was like me and my mum were just isolated mm. from there. And it was just a, a big dark cloud in a dark time. And then from there, I just went back to use what I knew best at that time was to use substances, start drinking, hanging around with the same friends and looking for that support all in the wrong areas.
1: Mm. And so then you just again, went back into it again yeah, back
0: into it, back to a chaotic lifestyle, which then led me to trying to help a friend again Uh, and getting into a fight which escalated and that cost me four years or two year eight month but a four year sentence and that's when i found the gym and that's when i thought right i went in nine stone went through got into the gym and just started Mm. doing my qualifications through the gym started bettering myself and getting as many skills as i could but that was just channeling it down the fitness route I wasn't doing the as reading. I wasn't doing personal development. I was just gym, 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 gym all the way. And mm. I, that's when I was released at 13 to uh, stone of muscle. Yeah. And I thought I'd, I'd cracked it. I thought, look at me. I'm ready to <laughs> take the world. This is me set for life. But uh, no, there was a lot more that I had to do and learn yeah. along the journey. So mm. from there, it's rumble to continue, No,
1: no, I mean, you, you, you mentioned how the, the, I mean, you were your kids at the time, weren't you? Yeah. The, yeah. the ones that you were, you were with, you, you classed as your, your family and got you into some bad shit. Yeah. That their parents were drug users. Yeah, drug users. So you could see how they probably went down a similar path because it was normal for them. Yeah. How easy was it for you to be? dragged into that because obviously your parents were hard-working running running a business
0: yeah well by that time they'd they'd retired so they'd uh, they my dad had me quite late. He had me at 50. So we'd done mm. all the pub and we'd moved from Boddowiffen in Wales to Sunny Rill, if you've heard of that, obviously. <laughs> I've heard of Sunny Rill. <laughs> yeah. Not so sunny. No, not the sunny parts, <laughs> yeah. No, the real
1: parts. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we'd moved there and the reason why we'd moved there is because my dad had took a holiday back in the 60s when he was a bit younger. Mm. So he's just had lights and good times. I thought this would be a real good place to take him. I remember when I was young <laughs> so, and then obviously a bit like Blackpool which I found out recently you've got all the promenade that looks really nice and then you go to the street behind it yeah. and it's, it's it's very different very different yeah? yeah so again they were just trying to live their retirement enjoy their life and again I was left to my own devices uh, with my brother and we just again started mixing he went his way I went my way we just didn't see uh, each other as much and we were a bit like chalk and cheese at this time as we'd found out and i just mixed with those kind of people and it went off on his path so mm. it was quite easy in a sense because there was no uh not much discipline in a sense there was not much guidance so i was left mm. to my own back i was able to leave the house if i was up in time easy at seven eight o'clock in the morning and come back at one two in the morning get a quick selling off if that and get to bed and then repeat it.
1: I, I was going to ask that. I mean, you know, what, what was your parents' reaction to this? Because obviously they they weren't the drug users, like the no. families of the people you were, you were with. So how did they react to you mixing with these people, getting a custodial sentence when you were younger and yeah. then obviously doing something worse and it happening again?
0: Yeah, there was shame. There was it was a, a bit of the black sheep moment. My dad at the time, uh, when I was getting bothered, would talk to hit one of his oldest sons, would talk to his oldest daughter, and then it was discussed to try and move me away out of Rill. So they'd come up with a, a plan to get me from Rill to Birmingham. So they'd move me from there. Which uh, that
1: explains the slight twang in your accent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Probably, I've got a lot of twang. I was
1: wondering what that was. It's Birmingham, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. so my dad's originally from Aston. Right. So I've got that. I think mum's originally from Manchester, so I've got that. And then I've obviously got the the twang of being shipped all around Mm. the country, in a sense. Uh, But yeah, they weren't happy. They moved me to Birmingham to try and find some structure as so they had me a job there working Mm. in the kitchens uh, and then my brother was obviously more fitter to look after me because at this time I think my dad was around 65 so he's at an age where he doesn't really want a teenager running around uh, and causing bother and bringing people or police should I say to the house Mm. so in some senses I look back and Now being more mature, I can understand at the time, I was a bit disappointed, Uh, but it did give me that little stepping stone to work life and how to earn some legit money the proper way. So I've always been like a a book in the wind, I suppose. The pages are constantly flipping Mm. back and forth. I can work a, a good job and then I can easily flip back into mixing with old associates. And that's what happened. I'd stayed into Birmingham for 18 months had a uh, disagreement, to put it mildly, with my brother's son. And so I'd come back to Will, and, again, flip page flicking straight back into the, the old ways. Got, right. I did get a job because I promised I'd get a job in Little Chef on the, the A55. I don't think they do Little Chefs anymore. <laughs> but uh, I did start there and, again, just slowly mixed back into Old Associates, right. which, uh, again... Built up, built up, built up. And to cut a long story short, in 2007, uh, everything had escalated. That's when I've lost my dad. I've done my custody. I've come out. I've mixed with the wrong people. and Ended up getting into some serious uh, trouble. And ended up getting an IPP sentence.
1: What's that?
0: Uh, so an IPP sentence is a sentence that David Blunkett brought out in 2005, uh, technically would like to say on air or off air to win votes uh, from the public of tougher crime tougher sentences and after seven years it was found to be a, an inhumane sentence and they abolished it the European Court abolished it and IPP stands for imprisonment for public protection so it's technically a life sentence but with a, a tariff so wow. my tariff was under two years But let's just say two years. And from that, in total, I've served 11 years and I've been going through the system in and out uh, for 15 years, 16 years. Wow. Something
1: like that. Wow. How, How do you feel when you look back on that time? Really,
0: really sad. I believed for what I had done, I deserved a sentence. There was no way I was going out of control. I was mixing with the wrong people. I was taking substances like they were going out of fashion. I just had no purpose. I had no direction. Mm. I, I was at a, a point in my life where I was, wouldn't have been too fussed if I was here or not here. So in some ways I could say that prison had saved me by my life because if it would have continued, I think I would have either took too many drugs and uh, overdosed or I would have just took my own life so looking at the negative into a positive I think it saved my life as for the sentence I think it's it's just diabolical to say the truth that in a sense I'm one of the lucky ones that's managed to get through it and being in and out of custody. Uh, for a number of times on a recall which means that they can recall you back to custody for the most minor of things so I've spent more time in custody on recalls for non-offences so behavioural concerns or well that's how they they write it down I think it's mm-hmm. a behavioural concern
1: so no matter what it
0: is they can just yeah, put it down as well yeah like? a behavioural yeah. yeah it's like a it's a doorway that covers everything if we have concerns then we can use this number one we're concerned of his behaviour for whatever reason they mm. can say so out of the four recalls had been done for behavioral concerns and then one had would ended up going back with, again my own fault for the common assault which carried a six-week sentence which should have been three weeks and off those three weeks I ended up doing three and a half years inside for this and this is all due to being an IPP prisoner so i do work alongside hopefully not going off subject i do work alongside uh a company called Inspiring Your Future and UnGrip, an UnGrip campaign, uh, for people that are being uh, miscarriage of misjustice, basically, so the people that are still inside now who have been sentenced to an IPP, Mm. have done 15 to 16, 17, if not 18 years, still in custody, and these can be sentences from 12 months to two year sentences, technically, by tariff, and they're still in 18 years later. So they're campaigning for different, uh, le- 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 different what's the word? For different rulings, different t- turnaround mm. le- legislations. I think that's the right word. Yeah. To, uh, it does get me a bit upset. So if I start going, I am sorry, it? Uh, just to have it changed. But now we have David Blunker on side, who, who was the original person who brought it in, and he's a campaigner too, and he's part of the Lords, and he's literally... In the last week saying that things need to be changed there's a bill going through the houses are coming now to change the licenses to give people the opportunity to be released to have support networks Mm. there and to change the license conditions because you have to serve a minimum of 10 years on license before you can even have it looked at to be uh, revoked or to be Finalised.
1: So he's kind of admitted that it's a, it yeah. was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, he has,
0: and that's a, uh, that's everywhere. If you Google that internet, that you'll hear it from his own mouth that he's made mm-hmm. a, it's a stain on society, and he's made a big mistake. Mm-hmm. So, but we're all still going through the aftermath of that one mistake. But and every time he speaks in parliament, or every time he speaks to people like myself or other people in the same situation, his first word to, he apologises, and he totally puts his hands up that he's made this mistake, that he's got it wrong and he wants change. He wants to uh, amend the Mm. situation that he's done, which hats off to him for standing up and admitting to that. It does take a brave man because there's not a lot of many MPs or people in parliament that would admit that they've got something wrong and Mm. he is. So I have to give credit there, but on the same hand, we are still struggling and let's just hope that something can be done again I'm not sitting here down and saying poor poor me I have mm. done wrong things I have committed crimes that I really did deserve to go to prison for uh, but to be sat here uh, 15 16 years late and still going through the same trauma and the same mm. aftermath of what should have been dealt with in 2009 2011 it should have been squashed and it would have now in 2023 and it's still going on to this day. And again, as as I was saying, I'm one of the lucky ones because one of the ladies from UNGRIP, she started that because she'd lost her brother. He wasn't able to get through the sentence and ended up through that sentence, her brother uh, started suffering from mental health problems and ended up taking his own life. I don't want to say too much of that because it's not my story to tell but her name is Donna Mooney, and she's just put a really good piece out about that, and it's very upsetting. And I think from what I was listening to her piece the other day on the radio, I think the total has been out 84 people have took their own lives through it, and there's still 3,000 and odd numbers still left in the system where they've not been able to be released because you have to fit a certain criteria. You have to sit on a parole board. You have to make sure that you fit the standards of that you won't re-offend, that you are safe to be released. And and that hence why they're still in there, because the parole board think that they are not suitable for release. But some of these people are in there for pinching a bike. Some of them are pinching a phone. Mm. Uh, Some of them are really minor crimes in the sense of what other people are going in for being sentenced to eight years nine years doing a sentence and the release so that's where their mental health is deteriorating because they're seeing other people coming in that have done a lot worse crime doing the time and then getting out and they're yeah. still left in that because of this system yeah, in that yeah murky bowl of soup or that muddy water because of what david blunkett's brought out and now Uh, He totally admits he's got it wrong. The Human Court abolished it in 2012, December, Mm. and they just had the the 10-year anniversary last year for it. But still, there's been no progression since they have abolished that sentence, so they Mm. don't give the sentence out no more. But yet, again, as I keep repeating, we're all still left in this system.
1: Wow, no, I was was not expecting that at all. Is it it still affecting you? Are you still under this system now, or are you you clear of it now?
0: Uh, It's affecting me still. I was able to uh, apply for my licence to come off in 2021. Again, we're living in a broken system, Darren, where automatically my licence should have been looked at, reviewed, and if not, squashed or discussed. That was in 2021. I've literally just had it looked at, probably 6 weeks ago if that so it's took them um, 2 years to, to to look at it and mm. it's meant to be an auto or automatic process so because they've took their time slow boating it that I've just had the knock back to say we're not ready to take you off the license where technically, if they would have looked at it in t- 2021, I could have had that knockback. I could have waited 12 months, sat another parole board or put my papers forward for the license, had another knockback, and now in 2023, I could have been well on the way of uh, getting the license terminated. But unfortunately, because of the system and the, pro- uh, the slow process of things and people not knowing the left arm to the right arm, to put it mildly, again, I'm still, going through this system, yeah. Wow.
1: Mm. Can you see a time when it's actually going to be over?
0: Uh, For myself, I do try and use affirmations quite a lot and positive thinking, and in my head, I'm trying to think 2024 is going to be the year for me, for this license to be finished. It's going to be my second hit at the license. There are some changes coming now from David Blunkett and the other MPs where they're putting some rulers in that they can not upset the public and then also try and deal with this uh, catastrophic event that has happened uh, where they're looking at bringing a licence down from 10 years to 5 years and then you sit a board or you put your paperwork in for the board if you get a knock back then you'll sit another one and if you get a knock back on your second one i think it's the second or the third one it'll just automatically be squashed again because when we're looking at the the public and the taxpayer if people like numbers and sums to keep me in custody for a year would be uh fifty thousand pound for the taxpayer to pay now i've done t- Let's just say on recalls, 10 years on recalls. So that's half a million pounds to keep me in when that half a million pounds could have been given to something a lot more. It could have said, right, I'm going to take 50,000 pounds. We're going to make sure this young man or person at the time is going to get himself some education. He's going to be able to have uh, a good support network. He's going to have. Uh, employment he's going to have housing he's going to have these four elements that would keep the public safe that would keep mm-hmm. them on the right track and i know people might think well that's a bit unfair if you've committed a crime why should we f- put this fifty pound into you because if those three if those four elements work which uh, statistics say if you've got these four elements in place then the high chances of rehabilitation are more prone and more Effective, so with that fifty thousand pounds spent now, you have four hundred and fifty thousand pounds to the side where you could be put into old people's homes, looking after the aged, looking after younger people, looking after giving parents skills to help their children to make sure they don't go down mm. enough so you've saved that kind of money, and if you spent fifty the fifty thousand pound on someone who does have uh, high needs of. Needing support through whatever addiction they've got, if you take the addiction of a heroin user, they may have a habit of 300,000 pounds a year habit. So, to get that, obviously, they've got to cause a lot of victims, a lot of destruction. Yeah. So, again, the maths to put rehabilitation and pace to give that person support, uh, equals it's it's the sums are simple maths basically and then plus it stops the victims in the long run being created so it is a bit of a yo it's a bit of a, a, a murky water where people think lock them up throw away the key but that's not the answer they are technically in a sense just locking people up now and doing nothing with them but as i learned going through my process and i think it was a just a lot of uh what do you call them uh, doctors or professors saying stuff, but I'd learned on one course, if you put a wild dog in a cage and you don't give him no treats, no nothing, and you take him out of the air, that wild dog is still the wild dog. Yeah. If you put the wild dog in a cage and you train that wild dog and you, you you give him all the skills he needs to adapt, then the dog comes out better. It's a bit like, uh, is it Fingy's dog? the uh, Plato's dog? or I can't remember the name of the dog. Plato? It? No, is that not Plato? One of the uh, what's his name? Some, some. Uh, it's not Sigmund Freud. It's one of those uh, guys. Anyway, he takes a dog and he puts it puts the electric fence in between him. He stuns the electric fence. He jumps over the electric fence. Mm. He stays there for a bit and then he stuns the floor again. It's a uh, to being an actual test and the dog just keeps jumping in the end they stun the dog that many times he just stops him he just gets electrocuted and electrocuted so he falls into depression and that's technically what will happen if you keep putting people in mm. and out and you're not giving them the skills and you, you're not putting all the things in place then that's where depression kicks in and on an IPP sentence that's what's happening people are hitting the courses or they're not being given the courses when other people are and they're just slowly and slowly falling more into depression more into just not no motivation, no inspiration, no purpose. And again, purpose is a big thing to success. If you haven't got purpose in life, then you haven't really got much going for you. So to have a purpose, is a key element to survival be it for society or be it for uh, an inmate you need to have a purpose you need to have direction which again through self education now I've managed to learn all these where it's had to take me to step up and say right I'm not going to be getting everything out of this system that I need so it's going to take me to go and find the the secret elements of what's going to make things better and that's the fitness that's the personal development that's the reading the books that's constant purpose to try and better myself every day and again i'm one of the lucky ones that's took that leap forward that's pushed mm. myself and got that drive to go for where a lot of them are pablo's dog pablo's one pablo yeah pablo's dog where he's jumped over and he's just had enough the systems beat him mm. uh they're just sitting in the cells literally or sitting in some hospital Wing or unit now, and they're just lost, just lost souls.
1: Because they feel it—it it doesn't matter what they do;
0: doesn't matter what they—they're going to
1: end up exactly where they are again. Yeah,
0: yeah. And again, now all this has happened for, let's say, 18 years. How can you take that person now that is being basically beaten uh, in modern-day torture? psychologically beaten to be putting them back in sight with no support and again it's all cost this cost this cost this how an eight-time parliament wants to run for votes the first things to do is we're going to build schools we're going to go tougher on crime and it's all the same songs yeah uh, they're singing and funny enough i was speaking to an auntie uh only the other day and we vote every four years for these parliaments to go in there. But once we vote and have scooped our vote up, we never have another say of how stuff is to be ran. And we just take their word Mm. for it and their trust and everything they've promised us that they're going to do, but they don't deliver. And yet we still vote for them and we still give our trust to them. So that's a whole different topic, I think. But yes, it's... No, it's it's, a
1: great point because nobody cares about convicts. Nobody cares. It's like landlords. Nobody cares about landlords. So they'll tax the landlords as much as they can. Because landlords are all rich fat cats that wear bowler hats and light cigars with 20 pound notes.
0: Exactly.
1: They'll do what people, or they'll say they'll do, what people, the masses want to vote for.
0: Yeah. As you
1: say, schools, hospitals, education. Because that was Tony Blair's thing, wasn't it? Education, education, education. Yeah. Everybody's still thick as pig shit. Yeah, yeah. Didn't happen, but that's what people vote for exactly and it'll just keep going and now the sentences are
0: going more and more and more higher mm. and higher and higher and there's only so much you can I think they'll be going to uh, the American uh, styles won't they where they're saying right we're going to sentence him we've just give him 672 years ago, yes, what a sentence! And go, if he lives that long, he deserves to be let out. So, yeah. technically, my sentence as they class it was a 99 year sentence. So, they go, it's an IPP 99 years, an indefinite sentence. So, they can just keep you in there for the rest of your life. And again, there's cases out there, darling. If people want to look it up, uh, one from Newcastle, where it again mix, it's a lot of uh, same stories, mixing with the wrong crowd, mixing with this, etc. because you are your environment. Hmm. Uh, whoever you, you show me your friends, I'll show you the future, I think they say. And he's ended up pinching a bike, thinking it's, for whatever reason i don't know this person but the story i've heard and it is in the papers he's ended up pinching a bike obviously wrong thing to do deserves to be punished but this person's been sat in for 16 17 years now for pinching a bike and i really? just yeah and i say to the people if this was your son or if this was your daughter that was in there if this was one of the mp's daughters or one of the mp's sons or brothers then something would be getting done because this is the brinks of society or these are people and let's just say they remind people that they are people, that they have come from maybe not the best parenting, maybe not the best surroundings. They have come from poverty or they have come from abusive relationships, abusive parents. These are all factors that create the beast in a sense. They're, mm. they're all factors that have had it uh, helped towards this person going down the wrong path where they may have not, or they may have not been able to ask for support they may not know where to go for support and so again they go to the best place where they can and it's other people on the streets that have again been left to their own devices it's a sad world and in 2023 we would have thought we'd had a better grip on it really especially in this country
1: It's quite depressing, really. <laughs> it is it is,
0: de- it is. It is sad. That's right. I said, I, and how I've not broke tears, I'm just, because I could see this. You're holding it. There. You're holding yeah. it in. Yeah. I am, yeah. yeah. I do do talks as well. As I said, I work with uh, the fitness part of things, and I deal with mental health on that side of things. I put the fitness side of things, but I do mm. work alongside a, a company called Inspiring Your Future. Yeah. So I will mention them, and that's a great organization. W- what, uh, what do they do? So they work with the kids that are going uh, on the blink of going to custody or they're struggling of school or they're just mm-hmm. not getting the picture of what school's about meaning education who needs education what a waste of time as i was thinking at that time who needs not what you know it to? you know which in some sense that can be a good thing but without your skills without your purpose without the knowledge behind you it doesn't matter who you know because if you can't deliver something because you haven't got these skills and purpose and knowledge behind you who's going to really want to take you on not Mm -hmm. uh not no one really and not many people and if they do take you on it will be for their own gains Uh, so we go in and talk to those we go in and put them a package together to help them not go down the same route and again uh ungrip a campaign so if you people can look those up and support those and that is to get abolished totally abolished or laws changed around these uh, IPP and support 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 and since I have come home and social media is the biggest thing out there And everyone you can't even look at people in the eyes now because they're just heads down and everything's Mm -hmm. facing phones when you do uh, there's a saying in custody darling where people shout through the windows. There's a lot of noise if you'd ever go. It's one experience, I'm not saying to go in there, but if you've ever got a chance for the day trip, in a sense, because you can get day trip, the noise, the smell, it's just like something you've never heard before. Uh, and they have these things called warriors, uh, window warriors, where people shout out the windows to another one, either to bully him or to make themselves feel better or just for whatever reason but outside they've got what they call keyboard warriors which are found out so if something happens then they start trolling and bullying etc so there's not much difference from there to there and the people of behavior and i have noticed on some uh newspaper cuttings if somebody's done a certain crime or they've committed an offense or everyone's got an opinion on opinions, basically, and you'll see all the comments underneath of what they should be doing, and this, that, and the other. And then these may be the people that have good jobs, have had it, quite a, uh, a good life, uh, just sat there watching the TV for eight hours, and think, oh, I'm a bit bored of that, I know what I'll do, I'll just put the, drive this negativity into this social media package to send out to the world. And from my experience in my life, negativity just be it's an by putting someone down or not being that person that can support them is not going to be the answer that society needs it's Mm. past the question why why has this person done this why has this happened what can be put in place what what can i do to as meaning as the people what can we do to stop this happening and one great event that i did see what would have took society in two different directions was when the riots happened in 2011, if I'm correct, and it, it just went chaotic, and there was a big cloud o- over Britain on that day, but within a blink of an eye, the clouds had cleared, the sun had shone, shone and people, come out to help clear up the mess Mm. and it's shown that there is good people out there and there is support out there and by stepping up to the plate it shows we don't have to stay in a negative bubble we don't have to hang around with our associates it's about trying to find the good people the people that sweep up the mess the people that are willing to put their spare time into helping others and so on and so on and so on because when you're in that kind of world that no, I was in, everything is dark, everything is black, and society does look like one big stain where there is n- not much hope out there, there's not many good people out there. But as you when you see demonstrations of support and care and uh, stuff like that, there is hope out there, there is, st- there is good people, and mm-hmm. they just need to start supporting each other. and. Again, it only takes one bad apple to rot the, the apple, so let's take that bad apple, clean it up, and support
1: it. It's interesting the analogy you made there between the the social media keyboard warriors and what you called the the window warriors because mm. they're obviously protected. No one can get at them. Yeah. They can't get out, so they can be as hostile as they like. Yeah. Same with the keyboard warriors. They're behind a screen or a phone screen. Yeah. They can be as hostile as they like because nobody's going to actually find them, or yeah. so they think. Anyway, yeah. but social media platforms have really have a duty to do something about that. But adversely, Twitter or X as it's called now yeah. is deliberately making it worse. I don't know if you're aware, they switched it from when you were looking at Twitter, it was what you followed, it's now what's going to get a reaction out of you. So if you're on Twitter and you log in, you don't see people you follow by default, you see things that the algorithm knows you're going to react to and it's not things you like. Mm. It's things that are going to annoy you things that you are going to disagree with. So if you're left wing, it'll show you right wing stuff. If you're right wing, it'll show you left wing stuff okay. because it's deliberately trying to get a reaction out of you because that's what breeds the content. What gets yeah. more people using it gets more ad views, makes it more money. It's deliberately pissing people off. Yeah to get that kind of reaction. And it's horrific that it's doing that.
0: Yeah. It's like they say bad news sells, don't they?
1: Bad news absolutely sells. And I
0: just think it's, I don't watch the news. I've told my friends and the people I uh, associate myself with now why watch the news and Mm. uh, through the books I've read and through the stuff that I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube and it's all uh, self-improvement, self-improvement, self-improvement. And it's daily in the car. I try and use my card as a... A university on wheels Mm. and just constantly because I think we spend a thousand hours a year or in a whatever amount of time in your car driving so why not put stuff on that's gonna
1: better you so it's all podcasts and educational stuff yeah anything
0: that's educational it's going in the year yeah Mm. and uh what's gonna say then yeah so to put the news on and to listen to all that negativity is just never going to set your day up. So if there's anything coming through my feed on Twitter, uh, Facebook, anything, I just that go the other way as much as I kind of don't get involved mm. in that. I won't because I don't know how to handle if people were throwing loads of stuff uh, towards me. I'm quite quite fragile like that. <laughs> <laughs> my God, what has I think I'm sure it has happened once, mm. uh, and uh, my partner at the time did say about because I'd been in for that many amount of years Facebook had come out whilst whilst I was in custody so all this was new I didn't know how to use uh, YouTube probably four or five years ago I didn't even know how to use that and now I'm just literally addicted to it like wow and then (laughs) smartphones had come out so when I speak to my partner uh, I'd be in one area she'd be on the other and I could just see her face and it just blew my mind And it was just being, being like born again uh, or born into a new world but yeah definitely social media it's it's has two elements doesn't it? it can be the greatest thing in the world or it can be absolutely destructive and unfortunately mm. we've got kids there that spend hours upon hours upon hours there I think they even eat the dinner now they don't use use, and, use knife and forks they flick the dinner in don't they? <laughs> 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 like, what are you doing what is this <laughs> So, or like humans, aren't they? That program, yeah. humans, where they have blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's just, it is a sad world. But again, uh, from learning and doing courses, and I try and say to my kids, what is your phone you're holding? Is it a dumb phone or a smartphone? And they ask, what's the difference? A dumb phone, you're just sat there flicking constantly. And a smartphone, mm-hmm. it's creating your work for you. It's keeping you busy mm-hmm. in a positive way. So...
1: Well, let, 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 let's finish on positives. Yes, Let's please. finish on positives. Yes, please. What, what made you then want to start the fitness business that you're doing now? What made you want to help people? Okay, so through my
0: past experiences, uh, I brought fitness into it because, again, I was seeing people not getting the best out of life, mm-hmm. be that through the gym, uh, be that through their mental state of mind. So going through all the trauma and all the mishaps to put it mildly that I'd gone through. I just wanted to help people I've and seeing wouldn't want to say I'm a religious kind of person, but I have looked into a lot of different religious things. I like my Buddhism, I like my Christianity. I just I'm intrigued of what people, how far people will bend in a sense or break before they have this um remarkable change mm. and sometimes it can just be one seed planted or one voice or one person and i've just wanted to be that person to say yes i've come from literally from the rags or from the ruins from the mental destruction to this person and there's hope out there if I can do it then you can do it there's no difference between me and you we're all people we're all humans but if you can put bring the positivity into it if you can bring purpose if you can bring your goals into it if we can help each other let me help you and you help me and let's just help each other and I just I thrive off it as uh, my partner says now she calls me my name is Earl I don't know if you've heard that <laughs> I've, I've watched that yeah yeah so that's all, <laughs> yeah. all I <laughs> you, know, you think oh, my name is i just want to help everyone if i can <laughs> see someone struggling like a little old person and i get to help them across yeah. the world it's because he changed thing. his
1: life around didn't yeah. he he was a bad person changed his life around doing yeah. good deeds wherever he can
0: yeah exactly yeah. yeah and that's just what i love doing and mm. again what i've learned it can be a bit uh selfish mm. in a sense because through every good deed you do you get that mm. satisfaction from it so again you feeding the endorphins or you're feeding that feel good factor and mm. I just like helping people again I think I've always helped people but in previous times I've helped them negatively so I've gone into fights to try and help them By this time I'm, I'm fighting them to get away from that and fighting them in the, mm. the good uh, way to change the life around in a positive way mm. and no other better way than personal development and fitness and that's what I do that's mm. my skills that's what I'm good at
1: how does it feel when you you can identify somebody that you can help and you know that if they don't get your help, they could feasibly go down the same path that you went down? It's good when I can help them
0: in a sense. I keep using the word help and what I've learned through my uh, development, darling, is I'd like to say i can guide and support so i'm using the word help there. i shouldn't really be using that because only they can help themselves and that's mm. what i've learned i can give everyone the tools to say right if you use this hammer it's going to be able to put that nail into that piece of wood if you use these swords, it's going to be able to saw that wood uh, to build this etc etc i'll give you the tools but only you can help yourself to hit that nail to saw that piece of wood and they've got to be able to and that's as many people were, were giving me the tools. I wasn't using the tools that I'd been given. And then all of a sudden it was down to me to step up and say, I need to help myself in such a crisis. So what I'd like to, I love giving the the tools to people and I have to be patient and understand that they may not use those tools right on this very day, but further down the line, they may do use those tools. Mm. So it just feels great. And I'm happy when they come, if they don't Use them sometimes, it can be, especially with our, our own kids and our own family when we've got all this energy and all this zest for a new life. When you see them and they're not doing things, it's be, why aren't you doing this? It works. But uh, <laughs> you have to take a step back and be patient. It's took me a long time to get what well, I've done. It's took many trips and falls, many mistakes. Yeah, but It's the mistakes that create the best people, I think, if they learn.
1: If they learn. If they learn. If they learn. And, and what plans have you got for the future? Where do you see this this business going or your your endeavours to help other people or guide other people, okay. I should say?
0: So I've got a YouTube channel coming out, hopefully within the next two weeks. I'm setting that up uh, as we speak. Uh, so I'm hoping I can put the platform through YouTube because I see the benefits of YouTube of... Use, utilizing the car, you being able to be in a lot of places in a lot of times. Mm. Uh, and that's going to be to do with personal development, rehabilitation and uh, mindset. All those, let's call them buzzwords as to say, but especially personal development because you have to work on yourself. So I want to channel that out to a lot of people because it's worked for me. So I mm. want to pass that great gem along. Fitness, again... Lots of stuff happening with the fitness. I've got my one-to-one classes on the RDS fitness side. If you just want to come and have a look, have a taster, just come for freebies, you can come and have a look. Say you've listened to Darren's Amazing Podcast, and if they mention your name, they can come have a little try. If you want to take it to the next level, you can Mm. come on to the the six-week Wildcats Fitness Challenge. That will be a program to take you from the basics and building you up to mastery. Uh, mastering the the workouts and to build everything up that you'll need the videos will be coming out for this one again within the next couple of weeks so you'll have all Mm. the packages there is uh, a book on sale for 17 pound darren that they can go onto my website if they just type in rds fitness wcfc that should hopefully come to the top of the page uh off google that's 17 pound it's on sale for seven pound at the moment but if you subscribe to the channel you can even get it for free wow yes free i wow. know well wow, that keeps giving that's the that's a bargain <laughs> that is a bargain from <laughs> 17 to yeah. 7 to free
1: to nothing to nothing, 15, to nothing. nothing.
0: Yeah. exactly yeah. so that's there, and that's a book just a mm. of all your dietaries, exercises in there and it will just steady you along But again, come along if you know
1: people, send them my way, and we're always up for a taster. What, What we'll do is we'll put links to all of those below the podcast. Okay. So anyone who's watching this on YouTube, the links will be in the description below the video. Anyone who's listening to this on iTunes or Audible, the links for those will be in the description underneath the podcast as well. So you'll find all of those links for the YouTube channel, for the book, for the website, everything will be there. So just just scroll down, it'll be there for you. Excellent, thank you. No, but thank you. Thank, thank you for being on that. I really appreciate it. it. It was great to, to hear more about it and, and, and best of luck with, with everything in the future. Thank you very much, Darren. Thanks. Thank you.